Welcome to the Mental Training Lab. I'm Pete Kadushin, your host, and my job is to have fun conversations that leave you with actionable tools, little experiments that will help you improve your mindset and mental skills so that you can do the things you love at a higher level. For today's episode, I want to take a trip way upstream and look at a couple of high-level universal states of being. Each of us is either in a state of doing or a state of being all day, every day. In the show, I'm going to explain what each state looks like, We'll talk a little bit about the implications of being stuck in a state of doing. And then, of course, I'm going to close with a discussion of what we can do about it and why we would want to do something about it. All right, let's jump right in. All right, so we're going to start by zooming way out, like out past the stratosphere. And we have the advantage when we get out here of seeing broad brush strokes, right? Large patterns of human behavior. And when we get to outer space and take a look at all human behavior, we can see a few important commonalities. Okay, so all examples of motivation, all examples of goal setting, and really all behavior can be described in the following way. We are trying to move from our current state to a different desired state. Let me say that again. We're in one state right now, current state. We want to change that to something else, and presto changeo, we get motivation, we get activation, we get action. A couple examples, right? You're hungry right now, current state. You act to close that gap by going to get some food, and then all of a sudden you're full and satisfied, which was your desired state, right? You're not on the varsity squad. You want to be on the varsity squad. Now you're motivated to wake up and train in the dog days of summer to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Or here's one more. You're anxious leading up to a big meeting. You want to be less anxious. You pull out your phone and you distract yourself, and in that moment, you actually experience a sense of relief as your attention is pulled away from the anxious internal state that you're experiencing. We could run down a list of every behavior, every habit, every action, whether that's thinking or acting, and you can see that you can apply this framework of current state and desired state and make sense of these ideas like motivation, like goal setting, and really understand why it is we're doing what we're doing when we do it. And I'll go ahead and add an extra wrinkle here. When we're moving from current state to desired state, we can either have a push or a pull to get us there. We can be pulled towards a state we really like, as in the case of wanting to be full and satisfied when we're hungry. Or we can be pushed from our current state if we don't really like what we find when we're here, as in the case of feeling anxious before the big meeting, right? I'm not appreciating the experience of anxiety, and so I am pushed and motivated to then be in a different state because of that displeasure. Either way, the driving force, that generator of action and the energy to create that action comes from that gap between where we are and where we want to be. And so you say to yourself, great, how is this helpful? Well, just understanding this connection between current and desired state alone can help us see some of our actions and habits a bit more clearly. We can start to peel back the curtain and see what we're trying to get from our behavior. And with some honesty in our reflection, we might see that there are times where our behaviors are simply ineffective, where we think we're getting one thing and we're actually getting something else entirely. If we go back to the example leading up to the big meeting, you might notice that your anxiety is actually trying to tell you something. Right, that maybe you could benefit from going over your talking points before the meeting one last time. If instead you distract yourself from the discomfort with a quick trip to the alternate reality of your phone, you may be relieving the discomfort. Right, So you're being pushed from your current state into a state of distraction. 
but you also might not be getting what you really want, which is a successful meeting. Seeing this disconnect clearly between what we actually want and then the competing desires that might actually be moving us further away from what we want while masquerading as actually moving us closer to what it is we want. This gives us a chance to update our goals and really to align our motivation, that energy to close the gap between current state and desired state in the direction that is actually beneficial for us to thrive instead of just to survive. So that gives us a clear sense of human doing. It's obviously a critical state for us to be in as we not only need this drive from current to desired state to survive, but it's also valuable in achieving the goals that we want as performers and as human beings. But it's really only one side of the story. When we get back to the stratosphere after having zoomed in on this state of human doing, we look at the other state that we want to take a peek at, and that is a state of being. We can use the same framework as we did with doing to understand the state of being, which is current and desired state. However, in the case of being, our desired state is our current state. That is, we're not trying to change anything. We're not driven towards or away whatever is present in the current moment. We're simply allowing ourselves to rest in the moment exactly as it is. And so this is a state of both presence and acceptance. And with our framework, we can see why both of these qualities are important. Presence is required to truly connect to our current state. When we're either in the past or the future in our minds, we're in the process of doing because that's right, thinking is a behavior. And when we're time traveling either backwards or forwards, we are actually in a state of doing. Now, when the current state and desired state merge into one, that quality of presence is present by definition. Now, acceptance is critical as well. If we arrive in the present moment in our current state and we don't arrive with that quality of acceptance, we quickly identify what we don't like about right now, which can lead to a push towards a different state, or we quickly consider we get consumed with a desire, a way of being that isn't our current state, and then we get pulled towards that different desire. It's only with acceptance of really arriving in the present moment and then accepting whatever is, whether we like it or don't like it, that allows us to cultivate this state of being, that is, current state overlapping entirely with desired state. And so human being is about arriving in the present moment with a quality of acceptance. Even for the briefest of moments, and anyone who's meditated knows these moments are often brief, We experience the state of being goalless, of not being motivated or driven to be anywhere but here and now, and that's what's predominating in our direct experience. Now, there are a lot of benefits to highlight here. Both the Rabbi Hyman Shaktel and His Holiness the Dalai Lama have suggested that happiness is learning to want what we already have instead of trying to get what we want, which speaks directly to this idea of allowing our desired state to be our current state. But the benefit I want to touch on specifically, since The literature on mindfulness and meditation on human being is too robust to cover thoroughly in this episode, is related to the connection between these two states, that is, the relationship between being and doing. When we're in doing mode, we tend to keep doing. Inertia is as real in terms of human behavior as it is when we're considering the motion of planets and of Tesla roadsters. And there are consequences of being in a constant mode of doing. Specifically, we tend to lose our sense of intentionality. We become driven by desire and aversion, that push and pull, and our old brain, that part of us that's operating on the level of survival, it ends up with way too much sway on what our next desired state looks like. Even worse, a lot of this is going to happen in the background of our minds as we bounce from one desired state to the next. We become a bit mindless, 
even as we're charging after our goals, and we miss opportunities to course correct and adjust. That is, we miss chances to change and update our desired state if the destination is no longer the tastiest option. And we keep rolling forward out of momentum instead of actual choice. This state of doing also requires loads of energy. We need to spend energy to get from here to there, from current state to desired state, and it's really regardless of the behavior or our destination. When we're in a constant state of doing, we reach the end of the day more fatigued and more on autopilot, which can pull us further away from those desired states associated with thriving. This is one of the many reasons why having a contemplative practice is so critical. Practices like meditation and yoga, where the desired state is to arrive in our current state, to be in our mind and body as they are, right? this allows you to cut the momentum and downshift out of that state of constant doing. Similarly, practices like journaling and structured reflection, well, they're closely related. While they're not explicitly states of being, what they allow you to do is to step out of that momentum of constant doing to examine the chain of behaviors, of habits, and to better understand how you're moving from desired state to the next desired state. In these ways, you start to notice when and where your behaviors are effective and when they're actually moving you away from what it is you want, really moving you further away from that state of thriving. And the last point of order is to address an important question that comes up pretty frequently when I'm teaching meditation. I'm often asked some variation of, if I'm present and accepting, aren't I getting complacent? Or will I lose my drive if I do this? Or if I'm goalless and without expectations heading into practice or performance, how am I going to actually perform my best? The best answer is to really do this for yourself, and then see what happens when you practice being. I've yet to find someone who's turned into a meditation zombie and lost all drive and motivation after adding some human being time into their day. What I've found instead for both myself and those I work with is that being can become the backdrop on which your desired states get overlaid. That action can actually emerge from non-action in a way that's authentic and aligned with your deeper, more sustainable goals instead of the reactionary experience we get in when we're bouncing from one urge and desire to the next. And this gets hard to put into words since the ideas of action and non-action seem at first to be directly in opposition. This idea that action could spring forth from a state of goallessness doesn't really fit our image of how we have success, especially in a Western world. However, we know the alternative. We know what it's like to be the kite on the end of the string, powerless to do anything other than ride the winds of wanting and not wanting, that push and pull. We know how hard it can be in that constant compulsive state of doing to target the important stuff, right? The things that are really going to move the needle and make us better as performers and happier and healthier as people, and then apply our limited time and energy towards those desired states instead of others. And finally, to take this head on, what I'm advocating for here is not complacence. That is, I'm not asking you to give up wanting to make your life better or different or moving it closer to the dreams that you have. And I also want to point out that I'm not advocating for people in challenging, unhealthy, or abusive circumstances to resign themselves to those circumstances. There are many times where being in a state of action is really the most important thing to be in. Right? If you are hungry constantly, finding food, of course, is important for survival. And if you're in an unsafe environment, the priority is to find yourself in a safe environment, to change that and create a new desired state. What I'm pointing to here is that practicing, even for a couple minutes a day, the letting go of a desired state, or more specifically, allowing your desired state to be your current state, 
that this can actually give you more control, more motivation, and more opportunity to live the life you want to be living, right? This idea that spending more time as a human being makes you a better human doing, full stop. Okay, that's a wrap. As always, thank you for offering up your most valuable resources, your time and attention while you listen to this episode. You can find all the episodes of the Mental Training Lab at mtl.academy. That's mtl.academy. And look, I know this is the spot where I'm supposed to tell you to subscribe to the show or leave a review or whatever, but I'll be honest, I've only got one real request. If you found anything in this show helpful and you know someone who could benefit from these ideas or tools, just go ahead and send it their way. All right. That's all for now. I'll see you next episode.